Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Buenos noches. Buenos noches. It is uh we're gonna do the whole show in Spanish, so brush up, Bruce. Uh no, nah, listen, we, we got a special guest tonight. We got Joe Winden of National Preps, who's gonna come on with us. And Joe is listen, we've all we've known Joe for a long time, man. Longtime friend of wherever I've been. Um, you know, Rusty knows him well. I know him well. Bruce, you've met him as well. I mean, oh, yeah. Joe knows the state of Georgia and recruiting and, and all this stuff as as well as anybody. I mean, we said basically we, no, Rusty and I were talking about it last night. Joe Winden is not a name that a, a lot of our viewers probably recognize right off the bat, but I guarantee you Kirby Smart recognizes Joe Winden. Yes, very, absolutely. Very easily. <laughs> absolutely. A word has it before Kirby Smart makes any sort of decision, he asked Joe Winden. Yeah. So, <laughs> What we've heard, anyway. Um, but no, I, I love Joe. I, I me and Joe talk Braves. We talk kids. We, well, you know, we talk recruiting. I, a lot of times, I like to call him up, like, "Hey, well, who do I need to know?" And he will talk. Listen, he was the first guy who told me. He told me about Roquan Smith, and Roquan Smith was a was a sophomore in high school, and like before the start of his sophomore, he's like, you need to know this cat right here. He's about 185 pounds right now. He's going to be bigger than that, and and Roquan Smith may wear a gold jacket one day. So. Um, you know, we've we've got that ahead of us too. What you been up to, man? Has anything been going on today for you? Yeah, just a quiet, a quiet regular Monday, huh? Wasn't it? Cool I mean, calm Monday. How insane was that stretch from like from like four o'clock to like five thirty, man? I mean, between between Beck, but well, I was gonna say between Beck, Riola, and Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, making an FSU thing uh, official. I mean, that was that got that got out of hand there pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I don't know who was advising the Rayolas. Um, listen, congratulations to him, and I hope he gets a chance to play right away and all of his dreams come true. But you kind of played yourself on that. You kind of made yourself look scared a little bit, or at least a little salty. Um, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, what a what but an hell afternoon. Hell of a poet. Hell of a poet, though. <laughs> that was – to me – now, listen, yeah, you've seen – I'm not going to talk stuff. about that. I can't do it. I can't talk about the poem, okay? No, well, no. Here's the thing. You've seen, some, I know you've seen some AI generated stuff. To me, that read like something off Chat GPT, personally. Oh, conspiracy theorist, Jake. I Rich. don't know if that makes it better or worse. To be honest with you, January sixth, so. an inside job, Jake Groves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, listen. Let's talk about our friends over at GameTime.co. We love GameTime, man. Smart, intuitive app, smooth uh, as a baby's bottom. I may try to get some Dave Chappelle uh, tickets for when we are in uh, Fort Lauderdale, the Hard Rock Casino, um, you know, the the Guitar Motel. 
there. I, I think he's. I think there's some there. Maybe. Yeah. Paul, oh yeah. Palmer got to quit pulling up the the Falcons tickets first. No. The, the, yeah. The, 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 you're not going to get the twenty dollars off on game time because you'll never meet the threshold. Yeah. <laughs> we the Falcons tickets don't work, man. I mean, the Falcons tickets can get canceled faster than anything else. But yeah, man, thinking about going to see and Dave Chappelle. We're down there for the Orange Bowl. Really excited about that. Georgia fans, if you're coming up later that week, he's going to be there all week long. He's literally going to say, "Tip your waitress, I'll be here all week long." Um, so definitely, so go down, check it out. Game time, you get to see exactly what your seats look like from that from that vantage point. Um, and and for you know, for now, you can get a. $20 off of your first order, terms apply, um, with the promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. Use that promo code, D-A-W-G-S, to get $20 off your first order and to, you know, give us some love over there. Even if you don't use it, even if you don't get $20, throw that one in there. Maybe it'll ring up something in game time be like, those guys at Dogs HQ, they got our back. Because we do, and we love them, and we do this read every show, and it just gets weirder for me every time because I, I'm trying to find something new to say, and I can't because they're awesome. All right, let's talk about our guy. Let's let's bring our guy Joe Winden on real quick, Thanks. and uh, it only takes a second to get him on. Unless you're Palmer Toms, it takes five. <laughs> What's up, Joe? How's it going, dude? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, like we said, man, we've we've all known you for a long time. I think it's important, Joe, though, that you kind of introduce yourself. Uh, you know, can you give the the people just a little bit of background on? Uh, your job, what you do, what National Preps is, because there's a lot to this that is kind of behind the scenes in a lot of cases. Yep. So I think a lot of people are familiar with, or certainly your audience is familiar with the dot-com side of uh, recruiting uh, coverage. We are what's called a scouting service. So colleges pay us through the NCAA to go out and help them identify and evaluate kids. And essentially you can think of it as an extension of their player personnel department. Um, whereas smaller schools may only have the budget to have two or three guys in their recruiting office. Whereas big schools like Georgia have an entire department dedicated to it. But Georgia is one of our clients. And uh, I, I don't know that they need our service. I think they use it to help and uh, cross-check some of uh, what they do. But more than anything, I've known Kirby since maybe 2000 uh, when he was at Valdosta State. He was recruiting Georgia Military College at that time, and I was a player. He wasn't recruiting me. He was recruiting better players than me. Um, but <laughs> but I did meet him then, and then uh, I actually worked for Dale McGee uh, when he was coaching at Carver High School. And then uh, when uh, when I started getting into coaching offensive line, uh, Dale sent me to see Stacy Searles, and that's one of the guys that I, I learned a lot about coaching offensive line from. And there's just a lot, you know, I've known Mike Bobo since uh, Devin Burns uh, tried to commit to Georgia, if you guys remember that story. I remember it. <laughs> That's when, Dale, that's when Dale kicked him out of Carver High School for a little while, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've known Bobo since maybe before then and just know a lot of guys on that staff. And uh, But basically, you know, schools like, for instance, Pittsburgh or NC State, you know, they don't have as many 
grassroots hooks in the state of Georgia, right? They may not know about guys before they start to get offers. And that's where a service like ours comes into play for them. And then smaller schools like Mercer use us kind of as an extension of their recruiting department and even D3 schools like Barry. So it, it's the gamut from top to bottom, but we don't deal with their kids a whole lot. It's mostly just uh, <clears throat> talking with high school coaches to identify players and then evaluating those guys, seeing them in person, getting them to camp, um, and then passing that information on to college coaches. So and you I, and I, I have thought about this before, Joe, but what 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 are college coaches like more than anything else? I mean, I know that they want everything, every piece of information they can get, but what's the main thing they're looking at when they when they talk to you? What do they want to know from you? A lot of times, initially, it's, you know, who's the next guy just to get the next name, right, of who they need to start, to, you know, to, to look at, whether it be their recruiting area based on geographics for some staffs and whether it be the position that they coach on some staffs. Like Georgia basically uh, position recruits, right? So my conversation with Dale would be like, hey, who are the 20, 2026, 2027 running backs that you've seen that you like? Um, whereas that conversation with Mercer would be different. And they'd be like, hey, who have you seen in the Houston, Bibb County area that might be a guy for us? Um, and then once you've identified that kid, then they'll a lot of times ask, hey, have you had him at one of your events? Have you been around him? You know, because we have camps where I get a chance to see kids in a competitive environment, but also help the coaches association with putting together their all-star rosters. So each year we get about 80 of the top sophomores and 80 of the top juniors in the state, and we bring them to one location and do good on good and film that. And so a lot of times, you know, a kid that's in a small program, maybe a single-A, double-A program, and he gets to get an environment where everybody around him is a prospect, you know, coach say, you know, how did he perform in that environment? You know, was he able to rise to the challenge, this, that, and the other? So initially it's identify who it is, where they are. And then as they get into knowing that kid, hey, what can you tell me that I don't see on tape, you know, from mentality of him? What, is, what, have, what have you seen? What have you talked to coaches? You know, what have you uh, heard from opponents a lot of times? You know, you want to know, hey, the kid plays at Charlton County. You know, what did the, what did the coaches at Irwin think of him when they played? You know, yeah, and yeah. and so that's good information to know what the opponents think about the kids. Sure, no, for sure. Um, now, I, I I don't. If this is too much inside baseball, please feel free to just say no comment on this one. But you talked about. I mean, you guys got schools like you said, D one level, all the way down to D three. I mean, that's what I was saying, kind of kicking this thing off. Is to me, this is a lot larger operation than a lot of people probably give it credit for. I mean, how many yeah. schools are you guys working with? 247 throughout the country, which spans power fives, you know, Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, Florida, Florida State, to NAI, junior college, D2, D3. Um, it, basically, if you, if you say ne University of Nebraska, Kearney, right? That's a small D2 school in Nebraska. Their offensive line coach has got roots from Georgia. Like he he grew up here. He coached at Savannah State. 
<clears throat> he coached at uh, West Georgia for a little bit. He wants to recruit the state. Well, he can't get down here and do it, right? So as we're gathering the names for the Georgias, the Georgia States, the Georgia Southerns throughout the, throughout the state, we're also gathering the names for the guys that would be Shorter, Barry, West Georgia, Valdosta State, Georgia Military College, Junior College, right? And we have so many good players in our state, um, all throughout the state, north, south, east, west, metro, um, that when you, you just gather that information and you pass it on to a school like Nebraska Kearney, and they're not going to come to Georgia and sign 10 kids, but they may come down here and get a skill kid that has a different skill set than what they can get in Nebraska. They got plenty of line, offensive linemen and tight ends right there at home, but they may come down here and get a kid that, you know, Valdosta State and West Georgia may say, ah, we got better, but that kid could be a real difference maker for them in their league because they're playing against some different type kids. Yeah. Um, so 247 colleges throughout the country at all levels. And then we have people like me that are strategically throughout the country, you know, in Texas, Florida, Midwest, um, California, uh, the Mid-Atlantic with Maryland, D.C., Virginia. Uh, so there, in all, there are 13 of us that do what I do throughout the country for national preps. So we just got, I just got a text from a uh, I just got a text from a friend of the show, a guy that's been on with us multiple times, Matt Godwin. You know Matt Godwin, right? Yes. Yeah, Matt's Matt Godwin great. says. Matt said, "Tell Joe Winden he ain't shit." That's what he said to me. I'm joking. I'm joking. He didn't say that. Hey, you know Matt, what? He, he's absolutely true. I'm a legend in my own mind. No, I told Matt I was going to do that, but no, Matt's Matt, Matt is a great, great, great dude. College is, football man. is missing a guy like him, and uh, the the company he went to work for that rents the planes they 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 stole a good one. That guy's great, great dude. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. He's been on. Well, he's been on Bark After Dark three times. He's been Me. on yeah. on the Georgia Show once. So he yeah. uh, he comes on with us frequently and likes to. I don't know. He 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 lends us his time and we goof off and he just kind of you know lets us uh, lets us have a run in a place for a little bit. So hey, I want to go back to your time at Georgia Military because that's when I got to know you. And dude, I'll be honest with you that I still think about it sometimes that combine. That yeah. you had, you said, "Hey, man, just come on over here. We got a combine going over here." So I just rolled up over to Georgia Military, and there's like an upper practice field and lower practice field, and um, I ended up filming a um, what's his name? What's the big offensive lineman's name? Trent Brown. Trent Brown. I ended up filming a Georgia commitment video with Trent Brown that day. I ended up using that video, but then he ended up flipping to Florida because I think yeah. Georgia kind of slow played him a little bit. Ended up being a you know pretty much star in the NFL, really good player. Um, you know that. That's a piece, and, and listen, you, you'll have to ask Will Friend whether yeah. or not played anything into it. But I'll tell you how stupid people are, and and this is me being stupid, not Will Friend. So <laughs> I, was, I was so excited there for a minute. <laughs> so so we signed Trent out of Albany. He was he was a he had grown up a basketball kid. His dad had played professional basketball over in Europe. And Trent had kind of dabbled in football, right? But finally, his senior year in high school, he was like, I'm not going to be a basketball guy, so I'm going to be a football guy. So we signed him. He's six foot seven. He's 260 pounds. He's thin, right? 
but he had unbelievable feet and balance. And he was one of those guys, a lot like um, uh, we had a kid at, at, at Carver High School named Gabe Wright, ended up playing yeah. at Auburn and then played in the NFL for a little bit. But he and, he and Gabe were similar in that you could tell them something one time and you never had to tell them again. Like they could just get it, right? Um, and, and so Trent was that way. He would pick up anything really fast. So he comes in and you're thinking, okay, it's going to be a red shirt year. He ends up winning this freaking right tackle job in uh, fall camp. Anyway, he plays the whole year at like 260, 265. Well, this was the first time he never had to play basketball in the offseason, really had a chance to get nutrition and weights. So I look up in the winter, it's March, and he's 320 pounds, right? And he gained a bunch of weight really fast. And it, it messed with his knees. It, it messed with his knees. And and he and I, and I didn't quite understand that at the time. And so, you know, we're running, we're lifting, we're doing things, and he's complaining about his knees, and I'm calling him everything that you can call someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's he's the biggest vagina to ever play football. That's and, the word you used. I know it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm on the phone with Will Friend one day, and I said, Will, you need to cut this motherfucker loose. It ain't gonna be worth a shit. He's soft. He's this. He's that. Da 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 da. Right. And I'm sure that didn't end up influencing what they decided to do with Trent. But Trent ends up going to Florida, and uh, then ends up getting drafted in the seventh round. And about three years ago, he signed the largest contract in NFL history at that yeah. time for an offensive lineman. So I'm an idiot because. <laughs> You know, I thought he was soft. You watch him play for the Patriots now, and every time it's like short yardage goal line, they were right behind his big ass right there because yeah. all he does is dent the line of scrimmage every time he comes off. He was one of those cats that I remember seeing, and I was like, first of all, if you had a neck, you'd be seven foot tall because yep. his head just sat right directly on top of his shoulders. And he had ankles like that big around. I mean, like he had ankles I feel like I could wrap my hand around. He had ankles like my my eight year old daughter's wrist. I mean, it was he's, he's a freak show. And that, and uh, I tell you, um, my mind just went blank. But you you'll know who I'm talking about. The kid, the the big lineman that's at Georgia now that that's from Blakely County. Mills. Um, yes. So I Vaughn Lasseter is a friend. I I met Vaughn when he was at Houston County. And yep. uh, Jake, when he was young and whatnot. But anyway, Vaughn is the head coach over at Blakely County, That uh, this kid's freshman year. And uh, Mims had an older brother that had the same mother, different father, different last name. And I was going to see that kid because he was a 6'4", 190-pound wide receiver, but he had won the state tr uh, high jump the year before as a junior. And I was going to see him, and Vaughn says, hey, listen, this freshman offensive lineman I got is a freak show. You're just, just going to have to see. So I, I go, I watch the kid, and, I, and I'm not kidding you. I'm not embellishing. I told Vaughn that night, I said, Vaughn, this is what I imagine Trent Brown looked like when he was 15 years old. Just long, lean, athletic, but you can tell he's a baby deer right now. He does not have a clue how to play the position, but if he gets any – teaching whatsoever the kid's going to be a freak show and uh, i hit on that one i miss on a lot of them but i, I hit on that one. <laughs> well you hit on roquan smith years and years ago i do know that 
I mean, I, I got, Hey, I got, I got another one that I like a lot now. It's a 26 kid out of Jeff Davis high school. You know what Jeff Davis is? Oh, Hazelhurst baby. Okay. Just write this name down. Latrell Sellers. He plays safety. Now he's a safety linebacker hybrid. He's like six, two, 200. He's going to play in our sophomore all-star game down at Jeffrey Island. And I think that kid is going to be one of the more highly recruited kids in the state. He is a freak that's going to end up playing linebacker and can cover backs and tight ends, but he will absolutely stroke you given the opportunity to, and he can run and change direction. Awesome. Now I'm now I'm over here interrupting the show, going over to Twitter to go see if I can find this. <laughs> <laughs> Add him to my list, man. Hey, we, um, I'll be honest. He's with you. on Twitter. He's on Twitter. You can find him. He should be able to just look up his name. Uh, let me see. I had it up That's, here, man. Yeah, if you just take up Latrell Sellers, you'll find him. I got See, that I was mean, that I just dropped his huddle in our group chat, guys. Yeah, that's there right. So know. that was right. back when Joe used to tell me about kids back when um a little bit before huddle was as readily available for everybody as it is now. And mm -hmm. so I didn't really understand it at the time, but I was covering recruiting. I was kind of like, hey, if I if I just go ahead and start talking to everybody he tells me to talk to, like when 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 it's time for stuff to go down. Like I'll 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 be the one they talk to. I wasn't smart enough to realize that at the time, uh, or or it would have been me uh, riding the Roquan Smith recruiting in the stardom like Jake Roos did. Uh, <laughs> but, but here we are um, today. Uh, so hey, and and I had a similar. And he won't admit it. If you ever get Todd Hartley cornered in a corner, and you try to talk to him about, um, he and I had a conversation shortly after. Uh, Roquan's junior year, and they was, he was like, Man, I don't know if he's big enough. Da, 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 da. I was like, Dude, I'm just telling you, this kid can do anything you ask him to do. He is big enough to make it work. But the thing about it is, you don't have if an offensive lineman gets his hands on him, yeah, he's got a chance to block him. The problem is, he can't get his hands on him. The guy's so quick, and he reads, and his his instincts were so off the chart, man. He would see something and hit it and go because he played linebacker like a running back. He was such a good running back that he could see where the ball was going. I'm curious. But yeah, if you get a chance, he, he, he may not admit it now, but Todd Harlan and I know the truth. <laughs> he was he wasn't sold at the end of his junior year. He had he he, he had some more selling. He, he had some more selling to do for himself. And that was at the time when when Ty was in the personnel role at, at in Athens. He he wasn't yeah. on. He, he was doing personnel at the time. Um, Joe, I'm curious, man. Uh, I think everybody's going to want to know. Um, have you had some experience with some guys in this 2024 Georgia signing class? Uh, with it being National Signing Day here on Wednesday, uh, the guy that I thought might might be like kind of right in your wheelhouse would be Demello Jones from Swainsboro. You know, I never had Demello at my event, and I never had him in an All Star game. We invited him, but he he couldn't come and play. But I have seen him in person. Um, I, I watched him as a 10th grader and then I watched him again as, as a, uh, as a junior. And, um, the, the thing that, the thing that stands out about him is if you put him in an environment with fast guys, he's still the fastest guy. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I don't, I don't know 
what he runs in the 40, and I don't know what his GPS number would be if you put a vest on him and all of that. But I can assure you, if you put somebody on the field with him and he needs to catch them or run away from them, I don't think there's too many people that can outrun that guy, you know, or they can get away from him. And, and, he's, and he's so quick. You know, his, his change of direction from A to B, you know, some, some guys are straight line fast, and then some guys are really quick. And you find a guy that's really quick and straight line fast. Um, that that's that's really really difficult to 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 find. And and it seems like I, when you go see a kid like that in practice at a small school, right? A lot of times, a lot of times those kids are going through the motion because they are so much better than everybody on the field. They don't get challenged that much. But if you watch him in practice, like he's the same way in practice that he is in a game. Like he's highly competitive. I don't. I, I don't think you want to play him in a game of Monopoly because he <laughs> it, it just it he'd try to he'd try to destroy you. I mean, the guy's just highly competitive. You know, when I mean, you take a great athlete that is highly competitive, those those are the guys you want. That, that's that's the difference between good and great, in my opinion. Are we getting to a point where you brought up a good point there where if you can find a guy that's big time fast, straight line, big time quick, that it almost doesn't matter how big they are anymore? I mean, because it, 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 I mean, obviously you can't have a kid out there five foot or anything like that, but it's like five, six, five, seven and above. You, you kind of got to look at every single kid that, that can move in both ways. Okay. Quick story about how dumb I am. I'm coaching offensive line at Georgia Military College. We're going through our recruiting board. Tyreek Hill from Coffee. Yeah. Mario Alford from. Oh, wait Green a minute. He, he's from Pearson, Georgia. Just so we can. Okay. He was at Coffee at the time when we were thinking about recruiting him. Okay. <laughs> but oh, we there, was another, there, there's, there was another kid that in high school was very similar to him. His name was Mario Alford. Yeah, so, I remember Mario. So Mario comes to GMC and then ends up going to West Virginia, gets drafted by the Bengals. He's out of the NFL in like two years. But here's the discussion. We were going to take one quote-unquote peanut, okay, which is what we call <laughs> the small, quick, fast, running back, slot hybrid guy, right? And so we're going around the table of, you know, it was Mario Alford or it was Tyreek Hill. And Mario Alford was two inches taller than Tyreek Hill. And at the end of the day, that's the reason that we took Mario Alford instead of Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, don't get caught up on how tall a, a superior athlete is. If he can roll, take the guy that can I – mean, and they both can run. You know what I mean? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a question of whether or not Mario Alford or Tyreek Hill. You know what? If you had those two in a foot race at that time, you probably could have flipped a coin on who was going to win the foot race. But Tyreek had that change of direction that was elite that we didn't take into consideration along with the two inches taller that Mario Alford was. So to answer your question, yes, I do think that if a guy it has elite speed and elite quickness, as long as he's not under 170 pounds, you know, like th that's the thing. And, and, and I'm not I'm not knocking this kid, but there's an example in Georgia right now of the young man from Jones County 
who's a track guy, who's a 4'3", 4'2", 22 miles an hour, whatever you want to say. And as a 10th grader, he was getting a lot of attention and a lot of offers. Well, I go down to see the kid and I do a height and weight. And he was five foot nine and he was 147 pounds. And I started to tell my clients, I was like, look, he's 147 pounds. And when you look at his frame, I don't know how much he, how much weight he can hold. And the thing is, you speed is a great ability. Quickness is a great ability. But the number one ability is availability, right? He's got to be healthy enough to be on the field to use those attributes. So on some level, the size matters because of being able to stay healthy, especially in a league like the SEC where, you know, that linebacker that's hitting you is 230 to 240 pounds. That safety that's trying to decapitate you is anywhere from 190 to 220 pounds. And when those guys get a running start at a slot who's 155, 160 pounds, physics takes over and the guy just can't hold up, you know. And so in a way, the size doesn't matter, Jake, but the, the build's got to be there for the kid to be able to hold up and stay healthy, I think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Joe, I wanted to ask you, um, one of the things that when, when Jake said, uh, you were coming on with us, I started thinking about, you know, you've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of guys. I'm curious, who are a couple of guys that really stand out in your mind that you've, uh, that you've seen over the years? I mean, just like surefire freaks knew it from the jump. Roquan's in there, I'm sure. Uh, but just like dudes that you knew there was no doubt it was, it was going to work out. Um, I, I guess one of the guys, now I was so close to this kid because I was coaching there at the time, but Isaiah Crowell to me was a no, no brainer in the 10th grade. Um, because you look at that guy and he was, he was 5'11", 190 pounds in, in the 10th grade. And there just wasn't anything that he couldn't do. You know, like he can make you miss. He can run over you. He can run around you. He can run by you. You know, um, and the off the field stuff. Like, if you ask anybody who's known that kid most of his life, like that wasn't him in in Columbus. You know, and and I think it was a circumstance where it was just kind of wrong place, wrong time, wrong people around him, kind of thing. But Isaiah was one of them, and. Um, for the life of me right now, you guys are going to know who I'm talking about. Um, the, the, the big tackle at Westlake right now. Um, who's, who's oh, a Juan Gaston. Juan. So yeah. I saw Juan at an eighth grade all-star game when he was an eighth grader. So there's a middle school, there's a guy who does some stuff named Alex Benson and Alex does a bunch of youth stuff. And he had this middle school all-star game. And he's got these linemen out there. And I go over there and I and I say, who is that kid? 
That's one guest. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I just watch him and I make a note. I'm like, let's see what happens. So then I go back and Westlake is playing against the Kula High School. No, they were playing Archer at the Kula like on the Thursday night of the first games of the Corky Kale of Juan's freshman year. And he's playing right tackle. He's playing left tackle. He's coming in playing guard. And I'm taking videos and I'm texting every college coach that I know. And I'm like, if you don't know who this guy is, get to know him because he is a freak. You know, um, and one that I one that I missed on um, was a kid from Tiff County, D lineman, a couple of years ago that went up to Tennessee. Tyree, um, Tyree. Tyree. So I love Tyree's freshman film. And I guess maybe sometimes you get caught up in like what he did in region one, seven, eight as a freshman. And so that kind of maybe made me think a little more of him than what he was. But then as a 10th grader, we bring him to our sophomore all-star game. And then the defensive end that's at Georgia now that was from uh, Hardaway High School, they were in the same class. Uh, Michael uh, Williams. Michael, yeah. So Michael, so they're on the same team in the all-star game. And one's on the right side, one's on the left side. <laughs> the poor quarterback the other team didn't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in that day, that day, uh, Tyree had a much better day. And he had good practices. Not that Mikhail didn't. Like Mikhail had a great day too. And but I, I would have, if you would ask me at that time to bet you on who was going to be the better player, I would pick Tyree. But I think I was wrong in that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. There's there's been a bunch of them. But a lot of times, I tell you what happens is you love them when they're young, and you start to find ways to like poke holes in them as they get older. <laughs> Yeah, sure. But that's the process, man. In a lot of ways, it really is. So I noticed you've been forgetting a lot of things. You can't remember people's names and stuff. Is that because way Kendra Bell hit you back in the day? Is that is that? that <laughs> it is that probably that? has a lot to do with it, man. <laughs> so tell us about that. You you played you played at Georgia Military, right? You were a linebacker. Yep. So I played at Georgia Military College in the season of '99 and 2000. And in 1999, Kendrell Bell was a sophomore at Middle Georgia Junior College, and it was in Cochrane. They don't have a football team anymore. I don't even think there's a Middle Georgia Junior College anymore. It's been – I think it's now part of Macon State or something. But anyway, we played them two times a year because there was only two junior colleges in Georgia, so we ended up playing each other twice. And <clears throat> so the, the first game, we played them at their place. And Kendrell played both ways for them. He played fullback and he played middle linebacker. Well, they ran a lot of ISO. And uh, if you're familiar with the ISO, fullback's going to try and blow up play side linebacker. And then the tailback's going to make a cutoff of that. So I'm playing inside linebacker and my key is the fullback. So when I see the fullback come downhill, here I come downhill. The A-gap opens up, they double-team the uh, nose, and this guy's getting reached over here. It's just me and him in the hole. He hits me, and the next thing that hits the ground is the back of my helmet, and I really don't remember a whole lot after that. And uh, so <laughs> the my guys pick me up, and they're like, you okay? 
no, not really. And so <laughs> I go off and they bring somebody else in. I finally kind of get my thoughts together. Well, I was in the goal line package also. So they get down in about the three yard line and here they come too tight with eye formation again. Well, key in the fullback. Fullback's coming down here. Here's ISO again. He hits me again. The exact same thing happens. <laughs> the first thing that hits the ground is the back of my head. And at that point, I questioned whether or not I wanted to continue to play the game of football. <laughs> Hey, listen, dude, better men than you, I guarantee you. Better men than all of us because um, – I'm telling you, I I, I played against uh, – if you remember a guy named Jasper Sanks. I do. Yeah. I played against Jasper in high school. I played against uh, – what's his name? Was it Douglas that went to Tennessee and then played with Baltimore? Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis, played yeah. Played him in high school. Played against a – like I, at GMC – there were nine future NFL players on our team, okay? I don't know how many we played when we went out to Texas and played other people. There were probably some that were on the middle Georgia team besides Kendra as well. I've, I've hit a bunch of people in my lifetime. I can assure you it's not even close. Nobody has hit me the way that Kendra Bell hit me. No one. You're talking about AFC Defensive Rookie of the Year, you know? Right. Like, I mean, you're talking about a guy in two years at Georgia that did just unbelievable things. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. You you think of you think of if you've ever been in a car wreck, because I've been in a head-on collision before, right? Yeah. Like in a head-on, boom. If you stop, they stop. I promise you, I'd rather do that a hundred more times than to get hit <laughs> by Kendra Bell once. Yeah. It, I'm talking about it hurt. Everything on my body hurt. If you never, if you never played against the guy that good, like if you never played against, I mean, it's a different thing. It wasn't painful, and painful to my pride. But I played against Jonathan Smith, who named we we called him Fred Smith at Clinch County, who went on to play for Georgia Tech, had a thousand yard receiving for Georgia Tech, returned punts for the Buffalo Bills for about six years, and I I was playing center, and he called a pick against us, and I thought I had a beat on him. And I thought I had him. And I went and I, I tried to blow it up because I played defense too. I went to wrap up and everything. I, I blinked as I was going, I guess. And I, I came up with nothing. Like, no, didn't t- didn't, you know, touch his jersey, didn't feel the wind off of him or nothing. He was gone. I mean, I, I, you, I, I had no idea. The what only happened. other guy that hit me even close to that, and you guys probably remember, you've known him from coaching. Antonio Andrews, they call him crazy from Griffin. I never met him. No, I, I hadn't spent a whole so, lot of time around Griffin. Antonio Andrews, he, he, he's a high school coach now, and he was a head coach at Griffin for a little while. He's been a defensive coordinator a bunch of different places. Antonio Andrews, when he was in high school, I was in high school, he was playing for Griffin, and he was playing tight end, and they ran a wing tee. And we ran like a split defense, three technique, a shade, and two 30 backers. Yeah. And they were running, and, and he, he down blocked me one time. And that was the closest to anything uh, that Kendrell Bell hit me. That, but yeah, Antonio <laughs> Andrews can stroke it too. And, and hey, Cozy Coleman, if you remember Cozy Coleman, I we're playing Southwest yeah. Cab, and uh, Cozy Coleman's playing tackle, and they're running, they're running zone. At, at me, they just reach our three technique, and the tackle 
turns up and it has to be Cozy Coleman. He hits me and it, like the film just shows me flying through the air. It's almost like cartoonish. Yeah. <laughs> I look I look up the next September and he's starting left tackle protecting Peyton Manning as a true freshman. I'm like, hey, I got yeah, I got video of him making me look like a cartoon character. <laughs> well, Joe, we finish off every show by asking two guests the same question. And I'm gonna ask you, um, listen, you 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 get out of body experience, but you're dead, right? You, you're standing over your own dead body, and you get to plan your own funeral. Who's sending you off? Eulogy, song, rapper, uh, uh, performing artist, poet, whoever. Who's sending you off? Oh man! Uh, wow! I wish I'd have known that you were asked that question. I would have thought about it beforehand. Um, I, I'll take the easy way out, my brother. Yeah. Hey, shout out to my brother. Just won a state championship. Running yeah, back, uh, Thomas, Thomas Coach, Central. Central. yeah. <laughs> Ran into him at Disney World a few years ago when I was on my sabbatical. So he uh, just he just went to Disney again last weekend. <laughs> took his boy down there. Just wild man. <laughs> he, he, he goes to Disneyland like I go to Bucky's, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So so David sending you off, huh? Yeah, I, I'm taking the easy way out because I can't think of anything more clever. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you might say George Strait or somebody like that. Now, hey, George Strait could. I, I tell you what, I saw Chris Stapleton in concert at yeah. the Benz last year. Now, I could, I could go out to Chris Stapleton. Yeah. And listen, I, 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 I like a lot of music, right? And I had listened to a lot of Chris Stapleton before I went. I didn't know that guy could shred on a guitar the way that he does. Like I don't know that I have no idea. Like he, if if he didn't want to sing anymore, he could just be like a guitarist. He, yeah, he he's, some he's a prodigy. He, from a songwriting standpoint, from musician standpoint, that voice, he's a prodigy, man. There's just no doubt. I mean, if you haven't seen him live, you you need to do that. Because dude, that, I, listen, I don't make that national preps money. I can't. I, I think I can't be concerts. <laughs> Listen, we we were in the rafters. You know what I mean. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know where they put the extra seats at, like uh, yeah. way up there. They got like the bleacher seats. It looks like the ones that are at the rec football field, and they, they drop down. That's 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 where we were at. I'm about to go to game time. Type in my promo code dogs so I can get twenty dollars off. Because, dude, listen, I, I went to CMA Fest about I don't know about ten years ago, maybe maybe nine years ago, and we paid. We paid for some decent tickets, like sixty bucks a piece, and we saw Brad Paisley and we saw Zach Brown. I mean, we saw some we saw, we saw some good stuff, man. Those sixty dollars, you can't get out of there sixty dollars worth of drinks now. Now I, 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 got, I got a question for you two. Okay, now Jake, this that you may not this may not apply to you. I don't There's know. more than one of us. I'm just saying. <laughs> The smart one, not the short, stupid one. <laughs> okay. You get you get to have dinner with one of these three people. Okay? All right. Alex Anthopoulos. Uh, Bill Walsh. Or John Wooden. Who you having dinner with? I'm going, with, I'm going with Wood personally. 
Uh, just yeah. right. I feel like I feel like he's just one of the great motivators of all time. I mean, like the way that the reverence that people hold him in. Because um, you're not a Braves fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't think I'd choose Alex Anthopoulos either because I think Bill Walton might have a psychedelic or two on him. I think he said Bill Walsh. Oh, Bill, I thought he said Bill Walsh. Walsh. Walsh oh, okay. Or Anthopoulos. <laughs> I would think any time respect the Braves fans got to go with Anthopoulos, man. Yeah, I. I don't know. I'd rather have I'd rather have dinner with John Sherholtz. I want to I want to know about my my Braves. You know, like my Braves. Like I love these Braves. Don't get me wrong, but them '90s Braves, man, they raised me, dude. They raised me. Um, but I love Alex Anthopoulos. So, I mean, hey, necessary. quick little tidbit. So those Braves, my dad was the general manager of a Mitsubishi dealership in Morrow, it's called South Lake Mitsubishi. And Tom Glavin is like third year in major leagues, just walks on the lot, wants to buy a Mitsubishi 3000 GT, if you remember those cars. So buys the car, and then my dad and them talk him into doing some commercials and some stuff like that. So anyway, over my high school career, I get to know Tom Glavin. So we go down to spring training, I get to play catch with him and Smoltz and Maddox. And so, so I got a, I got a 95 Braves baseball signed by the entire team. I got a, I got a 90, uh, the world series ball. I got a 98 all-star game signed by the entire national league. Um, so I, I got lucky and got to meet some of those. Oh guys. That's awesome. That's, so, that's hey, and I had a Glavin glove, a game worn glove, right? I have it in a box of stuff at my mom's house. Somehow or another, that box gets sent to the Goodwill. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, that's yeah. a sad. That's a I, come, I, come home, I, I, I come to my mom's house. I'm like, hey, where's my glove? She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, it was in that box over there. She said, oh, I took it to the Goodwill. I'm like, oh, mom, no. you have any that's idea so what was in that? That sucks. Some poor kid that's never had anything go his way ever got that glove. That's and he terrible. doesn't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's got his name stitched on it. He doesn't know what it's – It has his name stitched in the side of it. Oh, I mean, it, oh man. Okay. That's that's awful. That's that's awful. Like, right, it, was, so it was a legit – it had the Major League MLB patch on it. Like, it was a legit – like, it was, you know – all right, Joe, my question, the, my question for everybody is this, and I'm really interested in yours because you're a man on the road. Uh, you get out a lot. You've, you've been to a lot of small towns all over the state. Uh, you played Juco ball. So the question I ask everybody is, what is the worst hotel room you've ever stayed in? Oh, there's a Super 8 motel. Here we right go. Outside. Yes. Right outside of uh, Council Bluff, Iowa, where is I where Iowa Western is, and I was coaching at the time, and like if you look up Council Bluff, Iowa, there ain't nothing within forty five minutes to an hour. It just ain't nothing, okay. And our head coach at the time just would not stay any further than an hour from the field. And this is like the only Roach Motel that you can find that's within an hour. And it, it was it was horrible. I swear that two murders, guaranteed chain smoker was in it before I was in there. 
probably a keg party within the week that we were in there. It smelled like stale <laughs> beer and cigarettes, and it, it and there was burn holes in the match. And, and I mean, every, every just nightmare that you can think of. Yes. I, yeah, super, super eight stands yeah, for eight good. reasons. You, you you should be able to come up with eight reasons you can't stay there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's bad. It's bad, man. It's, I, I tell you, the the only the, the 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 only other sleeping experience that was maybe worse is I slept in my truck on a trip to Talladega before the race, and it was it was a it was a nineteen ninety three Mitsubishi Mighty Max. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Nice, dude. Let me tell you something. Every every man and I on the inside, in the big seat, with the with the five speed handle in the middle. Yeah. Oh. dude. Hey, Joe, you're gonna you'll find this kind of funny. Every man in my family, for years, my uncle Kyle, my 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 granddad, my uh, my other uncle Jimmy, and my dad, all four of them on Mitsubishi Mighty Maxes. They you would they would snatch, they would snatch them up. They saw because they run forever, yeah. Unbelievable, you cannot break that vehicle. This is the most well designed vehicle ever made. You cannot break it, yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally all you can do is blow right up the now. motor. You blow up the motor, just drop another one in it. It takes you maybe <laughs> 45 minutes. It's not difficult. There's not one computer chip in that damn thing, <laughs> man. Thanks so much for being gracious with your time. Good luck with everything you got going on, and uh. We, uh, we do appreciate it, man. It's been a lot of fun. Not Thank a problem. You, I hope I didn't tell any stories to get me or any of y'all in trouble either. I don't think so. <laughs> we're good. I don't think so. I you're think good. you're a model guest. <laughs> Hartley may, may dispute that um, Roquan, but <laughs> he knows it's true. <laughs> See you, you guys. Good, appreciate yeah. it. Thanks appreciate so much, it, buddy. You got it, man. A lot of fun. Joe Winden is always a lot of fun. Love that guy. Um, a great deal. And um, listen, I'm trying to get our uh, I'm trying to get our next guys, uh, our our next uh, our friends at Factor, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. About. Trying to get our trying yeah. to get my um, my uh, my ad read pulled up, and I'm just going to be honest with you, uh, I can't find it anywhere. Just let's just get alive with it, man. Uh, okay. You beating the Factor meals, you love them. They're delicious, um, and they cater to all of your needs. That's the thing about Factor. Uh, you can get it how you like it. So it's uh, what fits your diet and what you want to eat. Uh, you can go over, check them out right now. Uh, our promo code DOGS50, D-W-G-S-50, uh, will get you 50% off uh, your first order. And uh, obviously, some terms and conditions apply, but get over there, check it out, uh, see what you think. Give it a run. I know, uh, Ro, you and I have uh, had a chance to try these out. I was impressed. What can I say? Dude, I'll be honest. They sent me that cavatappi with an uh, Italian-style pork ragu. Um, delicious. Absolutely yeah. delicious. I wish they'd yeah. have sent me six of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, get over, uh, check out factor.com slash D-A-W-G-S-50 and use promo code D-A-W-G-S-50, um, and uh, you can get 50% off your first order. Uh, a little bit of breakfast in there. You, like I said, you can go high protein. You can go pescatarian. Uh, they got a veggie option if you're into that kind of thing. Something easy and quick. Uh, you're going to have something delicious on your table, ready to roll, and uh, you can get it at great savings right now. So, hey, and it's, check it's out perfect factor. during the holiday season, too. Perfect during the holiday season when you've got a lot going on, when you're trying to eat healthy, when you're trying to maybe – 
you know, save up some of those calories for Christmas Day. Maybe you want six pounds of ham to go inside of you on, on Thanksgiving Day. Well, you know, go ahead and save your calories by eating factor meals. And uh, another thing, New Year's resolutions. Stock up, get ready, maybe get familiar with these guys because uh, if you're trying to drop a few pounds, it's a good place to go because this stuff's healthy, man. It's it's just a good way to eat whole food and to get it ready made in such a way that that takes the just takes the hassle out of meal planning altogether. And like Ruth said, dogs five zero. Check it out. Yep, for sure. Good stuff. We jacking off? Let's do it, brother. It's time to jake off. It's my favorite part of the week. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, before we do that, I'm I mean. I had somebody ask me, so somebody was like, are you ready for this transfer portal thing to be over? And seeing as how everybody in my house has been sick the past few days, I think, no, I would, I, I'm actually kind of enjoying that part of it. What's bothering me more than anything is, uh, is, is having a wife with the flu and two kids with strep and, and sure. the transfer portal. So sure. I'm loving the action, man. I'm loving the action. I'm loving what it's doing for us as far as bringing people over to the site. And I feel like I'm going to toot her own horn a little bit because I i don't think I've ever been anywhere and been more proud of the way we're covering stuff than we are right now. Yeah, it's been wire to wire. There's no question about that. Uh, but here's the thing. I, I get it from the normal person's perspective. We, I think you and I are enjoying this because it, it has, it's a boom, right? And it's, and it's constant action. It's all the time. I understand the people that are wary about the change and about the, you know, what's this going to do? And those questions that it's arising. I'm not saying I'm not one of these, like, you know, this is the apocalypse. It's going to destroy the game kind of people, but I understand the people who are saying this is a lot of change happening very quickly in a way that uh, I don't understand and reminds me very little of the game that I love. I do understand people who feel that way. Yeah, and and I will say that the game changed a lot, but it did change gradually too. Like it's changed a lot over the past 100 years, but a lot of that change was gradual. Within the last five, we've probably seen some of the most startling changes in history. Right. Yeah, I mean, within the last 10 years, we went from two teams playing for it to four years play, teams playing for it. Now we're going to have 12 teams playing for it. Sure. So sure. On top of all that, you've got conference realignment, conference expansion. I do think it's one of those things where, where I hate that just, more, just so we're clear. I hate that a lot more than the transfer portal. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I, 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 I hate, I hate the idea of a 12-team playoff, and I know that what that would mean for me this year, um, but I hate the idea of a 12-team playoff. I really do. Yeah. Um, no, I, just, I, I think, I, I I think transfer portal and all that stuff has just come up and for the NCAA. I mean, I think that's just kind of like, sure. hey, you kind of deserve this. You really drug your feet forever and didn't really have any interest in fixing anything, so this is what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. They kicked Cam down the road too long for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. You want to go first? You want me to do it? I don't care. Yeah, so uh, sticking with the Christmas theme, even though I asked you, uh, you know, I think I asked you about Christmas gifts last week. Um what is uh so we we all know what th traditional Thanksgiving looks like. What does traditional Christmas meal look like at the Roos household, or at your household? Um, you know, I know kind of you got you know more than one dinner at more than one place. Yeah, sure. No, it's not just me, right? Um, you know, I think the the real classic for my family really has been always um, Christmas Eve. We go to my grandmother's on Christmas Eve, and it's a big finger food feast. 
And it's like the one time a year that we do that. So it's pretty cool. It's like, you know, your traditional uh, pigs in a blanket or you do taco salad, maybe a little, a little bit of that. It's like, it's a bunch of snack stuff. Uh, you know, the, the, the cocktail weenies and the barbecue sauce or the crispy wontons with the beef in them. Um, marinated cheese is a big, my aunt always makes that one. Um, but it's more of a snack based thing. Uh, and then on, you know, on, or, uh, on, on Christmas day, we do a little bit of breakfast in the morning. My mom makes biscuits and gravy, that kind of thing. And then, um, on, uh, you know, in the evening we do like uh, just additional ham, some potato salad, et cetera. What got you laughing? I so I was, Andy Staples <laughs> did a video where he's reading Dylan Riola's poem. <laughs> I just was watching the exact same thing, Jake. <laughs> He's doing it so dramatically. I love Andy so much. Dude, this is so good. He's just—he's really getting after it, like Canterbury Tales, um, which is, uh, oh which is, you know, yeah, yeah. He's—he's really getting after it, hundred uh, percent. Um, yeah. So, dude, for me, Christmas is just all about the ham. It's all about the ham. Need that that are salt. You honey, are you a honey baked guy? Not really. A, not really. Not really. I like really. a good Lee salt smoked ham. Okay. Um, you know, slice it. Give me chunks. Give me give me slices. Um, and then get down to the bone where you're you know trying to carve it away from the bone. We'll throw that in a pot of water. Don't put too much water in there. We'll throw it in a pot of water. Boil it down till the ham starts falling off the bone. Throw a little rice in there. Do a little ham bone and rice, buddy, with some lima beans. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> really, honestly, you throw the ham bone in there. You get ready if you if you do the ham bone, you boil it down or whatever, and then you can kind of you know keep it in the fridge or keep or freeze it up or whatever for for uh, New Year's Day. You can break it out on New Year's Day with the black eyed peas and the, sure, and the ham bone sure. and rice and the and the and the collards, hop and John. Yeah. Get, get it hot get the started off right. Get your hog jowls in there. You right. people on here do not know how this man gets down on a bone. I'm talking about i like you you are not you no meat left behind in any scenario I've, I've never seen anybody eat chicken the way you do it's incredible <laughs> um, it blew my mind the first time i yeah, saw it i was like is this guy for real like is this yeah serious? I, I make chicken look like it's been pressure washed yeah absolutely i think it was actually where the nba draft or where uh, it was the, the one of the drafts that we did it was the nba yeah before. we got together for the nba draft and i was eating those those lemon that was like one week. of the first times we really hung out yeah, with and, the uh, I was like, calls. I was like, holy shit, is this guy serious? Like, what is yeah. going on right now? Eat every um, piece of cartilage and knuckle and everything off that chicken. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So my question for you, Jake Rowe, um, I went a little hard this weekend. I told you that I, I wasn't feeling real good on Sunday. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm about 80% today. Uh, you know, I got, got a little bit into the, the old, uh, the old uh, booze and, um, you know, uh, just went a little too hard. I, I'm too old to do it and I know better and I shouldn't do it. Um, but, uh, my buddy Nick was in town and you know, you know how the it is when Nick and death. I get together, you know how that goes. Yeah. So my question to you is when you wake up and you've had a little too much, what's your hangover cure? Yeah. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to cure one. I'd buy 3000 calories as fast as I can get in me. <laughs> I had to look that up one time. Like I had to look it up to be like, why am why am I a bottomless pit that when I have a hangover? It's because all your glycogen stores get kind of depleted or whatever. But 
I tell you what, it pays to be hungover on a Saturday as, as opposed to a Sunday because there's something about Chick-fil-A. There's sure. something about like three Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches, you know, dressed up differently, each one, um, and a, as much Diet Dr. Pepper as I can get down my gullet. The caffeine um, is the key, I think. The caffeine yeah, really caffeine does. helps. Caffeine helps. I will say this, though. It's, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> uh, hangovers are kind of like having babies out of wedlock. You know, the best way to deal with it is just to not get one. Yeah. The best way to, um, you know, and, and I've had, a, I've had, I've had, uh, I've had both. You know, I've had both happen to me. <laughs> both of these things have happened in my both life. Something's happened. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know me, and you know me, and you know how much I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I you, am, and I have, you and I have totally agreed. The day after a hangover is uh, the best day of your life. What sucks though is the older I'm getting, it's gonna, it's like two days, and it's like that's that's. I, you know, I, honestly, but I've I've never had one of those. I've oh, never, man. I've never had one. Beat up, man. My like, yeah. I, I, I did a number on myself. I, it was a shame. Like I've, I've, I've had it to where, like, you know, hey, listen, I could tell I had, you know, I've tell I could tell I had a long couple of days. Maybe I'm still a little bit tired, but in terms of that kind of ugh, feeling, I've never, I've never really gotten into the second day before that I can really think of. Like um, I said, I'm at about 80, 85 percent. I've gotten progressively better as the day has gone on. Um, but man, I tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to wait. I the feel one like thing I do normally need, the one thing I do normally need first thing in the morning, um, if I've really tied one on, especially if it's been beer and I've had a big meal, is I got to have an Alka-Seltzer. I got to wake up and go plop, plop, fizz, fizz. And, uh, and you know, kind of you know, get my, get my, uh, get my acid reflux in check. And then we can start moving forward with other solutions. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, Hair of the dog is always a good option if you've got time to do it. You know, yeah, if you yeah. you know, you talk about NCAA kicking the can down the road. Um, a buddy of mine got married years uh, a few years back at the uh, at the graduate in Athens, and uh, all our buddies, you know, it's a bunch of us from college. I think they started filing in like on Thursday morning. So Thursday night we go downtown, we get after it. Wake up next day, hungover. So hair of the dog, starting about one o'clock. I had some days off. So we get rolling again. We get after it Friday night, day of the wedding. I feel absolutely terrible. I go into the wedding feeling absolutely terrible. Oh, and then, uh, yeah. You didn't um, go again, did you? I went one more time, buddy. One oh, more time. God. Honestly, but here's the deal. Woke up Sunday morning. I felt okay. I felt I felt okay. Yeah. We went, up, we went over to their my, house for a little problem. brunch deal. Now that was my problem this weekend. Is I kind of stacked two back to back. Like I, I went out a little bit hard on Friday night, more than I intended to. Had a couple too many beers, probably. And then uh, on Saturday night, Saturday night was we just stayed up all night. And we went to there's a bar in town here in Copper Hill that you can still smoke in, and uh, which is a, a I just think a, I love the fact that you can do that because it's such a throwback, but it makes you feel like absolute ass to go stand in that place and breathe that smoke in. And I mean, the place is caked in tar. Um, and you know, you just, you're sucking down beers. You're not paying attention. You're probably going to smoke a cigarette or two somewhere along the way in a place like that. And it's, yeah, it was just, it was a bad decision. So I'm looking forward to a very restful week this week. Um, and I'm going to take it easy on myself. That's going to be my Christmas gift to myself. 
Well, we appreciate Joe Winden coming on tonight and for coming on our show. Uh, we're going to give him the the same thing we give everybody else the bar, the the legendary Bark After Dark T shirt that says I was I went out looking for a ten but I settled for two fives, and uh, he's uh, he's going to enjoy that shirt. Uh, I wish we do need to get one made. That would be a fun little thing to do for Bark. Your supply of turtle wax also. Your <laughs> supply of homemade chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> um, for Joe Winden. But uh, hey, listen, we'll be back with you tomorrow morning on this Dogs HQ YouTube channel where Rusty and I'll actually be talking about something of substance. We don't know what it is yet. And then uh, we'll have a signing day show. We have not nailed down a time for that, but we will hopefully announce that first thing in the morning. Be back with you on Thursday again to recap National Signing Day. Busy week. Coming over to Dogs HQ. We actually do work. I was going to say, I assume we'll be off next Monday, though, given that it's Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. We will be off next Monday. Uh, you know, Palmer may be here talking to you guys by himself. If he is, um, good on him. We'll pay hey, him a little. Now with the Civil War mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Oh. oh. <laughs>